All right, my dudes, it is time for another comic book Friday here at Seven Days to Rock and Stone Guardians. Uh, how are we doing this week, Kev? I'm doing great. Feeling good. How are you doing good today, here. Ryan? I'm all right. I'm a little bit tired because the weather's trying to murder me. <laughs> it's just yeah. been like 20 degrees, yeah, then 70 degrees, then 20 degrees. Here in Western and my body's York, like, why? Yeah, we have a thing called uh, Second Winter and uh, sp- Fake Spring. So, yeah, just they're, not, think, they're not the same thing. Yeah, just they when you think are, everything is going away, they're it's separate things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, first, I'm going to go over just the books that came out this week. Oh, I let's, think well, like let's, let's tell everyone on. what we're doing this week. If for those, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's uh, let's let's do it quick little snapshot where we're going to be talking about. So you know what came out this week. Right, yeah. Kev? Yeah. I know exactly what came out this week. What came out, Ryan? came out this week is the Disney plus Moon Knight series with Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And it's so delicious. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about it and we're going to be talking about Moon Knight and it's going to be great. So we're going to start with some uh, some comic book facts about them that you know, some some really good uh, issues of Moon Knight, I imagine. We're going to dive into that stuff a little bit later. Okay. First, we're just going to talk about what came out this week and then I've got a little I got a little supposition for you. Cool, cool. I'm ready. Hit me. All right. So these are the new books for the week of March 30th. Uh, so for Marvel we got Amazing Spider-Man number 93, Holy Hulk crap. 5, Dark Ages 6, Miles Morales Spider-Man number 6, The Immortal X-Men number 1, which I'm super excited for. Haven't read it yet. I've got uh, a 1 in 25 variant cover hanging out on my desk that I very much like to read. Which I'll be doing this weekend. That sounds good. Cool. Uh, we got Ghost Rider 2, which has the return of Johnny Blaze. Captain he was, Marvel. He was 37. replaced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there have been at least two others since Johnny Blaze. Um, the current one, which of course I'm not going to be able to remember right now. Uh, I know they did. I need, know they did. Uh, oh, it's Robbie. Robbie Reyes. He's um, he drives he, a Charger. He's on the current Avengers team. Isn't he the one that they used for Agents of Shield? Yes, I was gonna say they. I did. I know they didn't use Johnny Blaze. So stupid me. <laughs> yes. So he, yeah, he's the one that is in the Avengers right now. He is the current uh, Ghost Rider, but um, this is Johnny Blaze coming back. Cool, Ghost Rider too. Nicholas Cage. I <laughs> <Nicholas> Cage. <laughs> uh, say what you will about to... those movies. It, it was. I mean, honestly, they weren't as bad as they could have been. It was Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, and it was yes, great. Yes, exactly. Speaking of Nicolas Cage, uh, if anybody wants to make sure they catch his new movie, I think it's coming out this uh, this uh, April, uh, late April, and it is going to be called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's Nicolas Cage playing an exaggerated version of Nicolas Cage. So it's Nicolas Cage... As Nicolas Cage about Nicolas Cage. Yeah, exactly. Talk Amazing. about a talk about a mind 
you can't you can't doing. see me, but uh, chef's kiss. <laughs> yes, beautiful. It's we all beautiful. we all heard that uh, <laughs> the chef's kiss in the background. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Captain Marvel thirty seven, Star Wars Bounty Hunters twenty one, Silk three, Silver Surfer Rebirth three, Spider Woman twenty one, Iron Fist two, Hulk Grand Design Monster one. X-Men Unlimited Latitude 1 and Excellent 2. So Marvel's got quite a bit out this past week. And that then, is that is crazy. And all, do you think all this play, stuff yeah. is going to be available on that Marvel's um, uh, Unlimited? It will definitely be available on the app. Uh, so check those out if nice. you want to check out the digital version. Um, I did look it up and posted it on our Twitter and Facebook that um, you can read House of X and Powers of X like we were talking about today or in our or in our other podcast um, about the seven-day free trial that they offer. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. Grab that free trial. Try it out. We're not sponsored by them yet. Crossing fingers. Wink. Somebody, um, somebody at Disney <laughs> like Walt maybe want to call me? I don't know if I'd like a call from Walt. I think I might soil myself. <laughs> I might freak out. It's <laughs> yeah, like it, if I were to call back uh, Abe Vigoda and Betty White. Yeah. I'd <laughs> uh, be like, Abe, is that you? DC <coughs> also has some coming out this week. Uh, DC versus Vampires 6. Uh, Batman 1 Dark Knight 2. Batman now, Beyond the White Knight 1. Now that just came out and so did Morbius as well that was just released today. yes um i've heard terrible things it is it is looking like everyone doesn't like jared leto and they're letting him know very harshly i i i gotta be honest i kind of still want to see it just to think like make my own decision uh because it it really feels like it's just a well it's jared leto so yeah it may not be one of those ones i see in theaters, it may be one of those ones I wait till it shows up on a streaming service of some kind. Yeah, maybe if I'm like bored one like day after work, I might just go and catch it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Just to do something, you know. Yeah. Get it's out of the house. You got to get out of the house nowadays. Yeah. All everyone's got to any shed opportunity them, shed them pandemic pounds. Yes, in the movie theater. In in the movie theater, yes. You just have to walk to your seat. It's yeah. baby steps, everyone. Baby Just, steps. Uh, get, strap on those ankle weights. Walk to your movie series. Seat. There, progress. It's progress. Eat your entire giant thing of popcorn with no butter. Well, that's like, as long as there's no butter. Keep the butter that's off. It's kind of like eating celery. It's, Low it's, salt. It's more work than there are calories. Exactly. Exactly. We're helping you. <laughs> We're creating a, a fitness regimen for the people that listen to this show. Yes. It, we'll call it. We'll call it something. Know. We'll figure that something. out. We'll figure that out. We'll, we'll seven days to, to lose some pounds or something like that. I don't know. That's probably stolen by Weight Watchers. Seven days to, to lose some stones. Oh, you know, there it is. Stone is a measurement of weight. Now we've got it. Now we're Boom. with gas. Drop the mic. Don't actually drop it. It'd make I, a really large sound. It's attached to my head. Oh, okay. That's right. good. <laughs> Shadow War Alpha One War for Earth Three. Is it still DC? Two. Still DC. Any good Aquaman graphic novels two. out that have come out? You know, I didn't look that up. Oh, well, 
Oh, uh, caught, caught you off guard. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I'm caught completely off guard. Uh, you see, I use LeagueOfComicGeeks.com to check out the weekly drops for books, uh, but I don't really look at the graphic novel drops. That's because you can find there... those in the uh, monthly, um, like previews that they put out in comic book stores. You can get a free preview issue that has like these are the books that are coming up, and these are the graphic novels that'll drop. Nice, and uh, yeah, it'll nice. keep you up to date. All right, we got a little fun, uh, fun game that we're gonna play today. I hate to break it to you, but that's not everything that came out this. Holy week. crap! Yeah, I, you uh, caught me so, off guard. Sensational Wonder Woman Special One, and then I have to say I'm a little embarrassed to read this one. Uh, Batman Phase Clan One, and if you're thinking it's that stupid YouTube group, uh, you are 100 percent accurate. It's a Batman Phase Clan collaboration, and I just what? I don't know. I don't understand. I feel old now. I feel old and cranky. Well, I feel like I need some kids to get off of my lawn. To be fair, we can't gatekeep comic books. Comic books are for kids. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I anybody could and should read them. I think it's you it's can't. However, however, they should be open to the fact that there is going to be criticism from diehard Batman fans. Right. I mean, it's per- it's perfectly all right, but just know it's coming. The criticism, and yes. as long as you can deal with yeah. that, then we can keep we can keep moving. I'm pretty sure they don't care as long as money. All right, all right that's it for DC. Is that uh, it for now, DC? What's, what do we got for independent comic? So we got strips? Boom. Boom. So Boom has something is killing the children. Twenty one. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm sorry. Anniversary one. Something is killing the. It sounds like. That sounds like something out of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? It, I or, gotta tell you, uh, I haven't read that book, but the covers for it look really neat. Like a really good graphics on the on the front? Really interesting illustrations, yeah. I'll have to post that on our Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, something is Killing the Children. Something is Killing the Children from Boom Studios. Mm-hmm. Got it. I'll look that one up. And Killer's Affairs of the State 2. Uh, that's it for Boom. For this week. Okay. Um, we've got Image. So Image, we've got Spawn 328. Ooh, Spawn. Spawn. I, I, you know what? That's my first comic book. I'm going to say that right now. My first comic book was Spawn. And it was right after the movie came out. It was a special issue specifically if you bought the VHS tape. That and movie was rad. That was such a CGI amazement at uh in the 90s it was so and it really like it's not too bad if you watch it now like it's not like i mean it's obvious that it's computer rendered but it's not so bad but even the 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 mix of practical effects with cgi was well done i gotta hand it to the people in the 90s who would mix practical effects and cgi especially in the original jurassic park that thing holds up and it is 30 years old almost. I really recommend uh, people to read about the process of setting that up because it is a journey. Specific, and, uh, what, what if you, you didn't which, know... What process uh, are we talking Jurassic about? Jurassic Park. 
Oh, yeah. Of setting up the practical effects. It's really, really interesting. You should definitely read about it. Um, interestingly enough, one of the members of the band Tool uh, was originally working on Jurassic Park. And he quit working on Jurassic Park to go be in Tool. So there you go. There's our, our little that's a, that's a nice info fun fact. nugget. That's a very for, fun fact. <laughs> for the time being. Uh, so we got Radiant Black 13, A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance 6, Newburn 5, Rogue Sun 2, Step by Bloody Step 2, The Magic Order uh, number 6, Astro City that was then special, Zombies vs. Robots Classic 1, and then we've got IDW. So if you're super into TMNT, and I don't mean the classic 90s cartoon, I'm talking about the original comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have TMNT 127, TMNT Annual 2022, Transformers Wars End 2, G.I. Joe Saturday Morning Adventures 2, cool. Usagi Yojimbo Lone Goat and Kid 3. This is still and my this Im- one's image, right? IDW. This is oh, IDW. I- IDW. I'm on yeah. my bed. Uh, and uh, this is my favorite. Sonic 2, the official pre-Quill one. Quill spelled Q-U-I-L-L. You're a sucker for puns, aren't you? I, I love a good pun. I find you could say I enjoy the punishment. Oh, God, I hate you. Everything about <laughs> you right now. <laughs> Anyways, now that we're done with that mighty list for the week, uh, we have our our little supposition. Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. You're ready. You're ready. Okay. Uh, what video game character could you live as for one year, one full year? It doesn't have to be the main character. It could be any character in the video game. What video game character do you live as? For now, can it be characters that aren't really story characters? Like, for instance, you play a survival game and you just play as whatever your survivor happens to be. Or does it have to be an actual character like in this part of the, as part of the story? I would say it would be more interesting in games that have stories. But okay. if you'll free to enough. answer whichever way you feel. Yeah, it's kind of boring if I just choose a generic character that you create for a specific game. I am Tom Survivor Man. I survive. <laughs> 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 um, all right, all right. Give me a second here. Hmm. Well, let's, I'm going to let you go, and then I'm I'm going to I'm going to come up with something because I imagine you already have what you want to. I have I have some ideas. So. Um, I feel like, here's my first one. My first one is any non-party character in a Final Fantasy game. So what I mean when I say that, as a character that you don't put in the party because you don't like them or you don't like their stats or their job or whatever, uh, because like you have a sweet deal. Like, yeah, you go around the world, you get to have the loot and... Uh, be a part of this group and hopefully save the world. But like, you're not really doing anything. So you're like hanging out with the, the cool world saver. Whereas not having to actually do any of the work. That's a fair point. Say 
along those lines, I probably choose Luigi. And I'm talking Luigi from the original kinds of games. Because okay. anybody okay. anybody who knew that they had an older brother never got to play as player one. They always had to stick with player two, and how often did player two actually have to do anything? Shout out to all the little brothers out there who had to sit there and watch their big brothers play while they got to do nothing. Yes. Yes, you saved you saved the Mushroom Kingdom just as much as Mario. Definitely. Played an integral part. You were the audience. Well, I mean, somebody has to witness it. <laughs> witness me! <laughs> nice. But yeah, that's probably who I'd go with to live an entire year. I mean, okay. there's a conspiracy yeah. theory that Luigi is actually responsible for having Peach kidnapped. So he can spend more time with his brother. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. But, that uh, one. <laughs> but it kind of backfired on him since he spends most of his time trying to get Peach back. So, you know, that old chestnut. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the options are just, like, terrifying. It's like... You know, what do we play? We play Seven Days to Die. I'm like, I don't know. I don't All of the world. games that people play today, with with so few exceptions, are so dangerous to actually live in. Like, what do you got here? You've got some, let's go with some big uh, AAA games here. Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla is the newest one. That yeah. one is just, like, asking to be killed. Every single day. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Also oh, asking yeah. to be shot every single day. Um, let's think of another one here. Uh, freaking Halo. I mean, are, are you even trying not to die at that point? There's nothing you can do. Yeah. And you are going to die. You're pre- pretty much a dead man. Yeah, I mean, even, even uh, Stardew Valley which is essentially Harvest Moon, where you're farming. If you want to do any mining, you got to fight shit, and then you get your exactly. ass kicked by a jelly. Yeah, and then you No Man's Sky. You're literally trying to survive in space, so you're literally at death's door every single day. It's just, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a difficult question to, to go with for nowadays. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of options. A lot of, a lot of dying options. A lot of dying options. Yeah. All right. All right, that was good. One. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, that was fun. Uh so what do we uh what do we want to start with Moon, with Moon Knight here? Do you want to go over All right. That? So, uh as we know, in the series Moon Knight is played by Oscar Isaac. Uh so it's an interesting start to the show. Uh it opens up on Ethan Hawke's character performing a some kind of morning ritual uh, where he takes a drink of water, smashes the cup, and pours the glass shards uh, into his sandals. And he puts those sandals on. Yeah, it starts off... I mean, the soundtrack also starts off really good, too. Uh, that's Bob Dylan's Every Grain of Sand, uh, which uh, is one of Dylan's most spiritual songs. It came out, apparently, after he <clears throat> became a born-again Christian. So it, the lyrics are very, very spiritual if you listen to them. And what what a choice song it was. It was a good start. Yeah, it's a very like um, classical spiritual soundtrack. 
Uh, but it's good, you know. They do a, a pretty was, good job with their fantastic. soundtrack. It was a fantastic soundtrack. That was probably yeah. the best part of the episode, except for the fact that, except for the end, which we're going to yeah, get the, the end absolutely. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> from that part, I'm going to say, if you haven't watched Moon Knight yet, put this on pause. Go and, watch Moon Knight and go and watch. Moon come Knight. back. Come back. It's a it's a 45 uh, minute ride. You're gonna love it, and yes. then come back to us. Yeah, go watch it. Have a good time. Eat some popcorn. Have a drink. Come back and be ready to talk about Moon Knight. So uh, after so after we see Ethan Hawke's uh, Arthur Harrow mm-hmm. doing his ceremony. Did they actually uh, mention his name in the in the episode? I think they mentioned it once, and they didn't actually call him Arthur. Yeah, I don't know if they mentioned his first oh, name. Oh no, but they, they did. They, they did. do. She, uh, the woman who he who comes up to him to be judged, says Mister Harrow, and then he goes, "Please call me Arthur." So they did. They okay. did mention yes, it. Yes, yes, yeah. But they date. I think for the majority of the episode, they refer to him just by, as Harrow. I believe so. Yes. Yes. Um. So, uh, after that opening scene, we see, uh, Stephen waking up with ankle straps in bed there's sandal around his bed and painter's tape on the door (coughs) so we see him of the of the sand Uh, so it's just to see uh footsteps so if uh he's getting up and walking so he obviously has a issue with sleepwalking yeah clearly he's worried about sleepwalking but it doesn't doesn't really help in the long grand scheme of things that he has himself ankle strapped up sand all around his bed and he has the door taped other than the fact that it tells him he sleep he sleptwalked sleepwalked right so i mean doesn't really stop him at all it doesn't stop him especially since it's not him that's sleepwalking ah yes especially Uh, so the it's not like the ankle straps are locked on there's not padlocked on. They're just Velcro. Yep. Uh, and the sand isn't like the entire room. So, you know, someone who is more acrobatic can just jump over it. Yeah. And then, of course, you can replace painter's tape. It's not like he cleans up the painter's tape that he's removed. You see that there's a giant pile of it that he just throws the tape into. Yeah, exactly. So he has no idea whether or not someone's replaced it or something. Right. So... Uh, so we meet him. He's Stephen Grant. He is a now in the uh, in the comics because you're more wildly uh, knowledgeable about this. In the comics, is how many how many actual personalities does he have? So there's three. Um, there's Mark Spector, which is generally considered to be like who the character is. That's the person, so that's the core is Mark Spector, the core personality. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stephen Grant in the comic books is actually a like millionaire. It's essentially the personality that uh, funds Moon Knight. Okay. Um, but uh, in this series, it seems more like uh, they're embracing the supernatural, so that may not be a, a concern really. So I oh, think yeah. they're they're embracing that uh, more like supernatural spiritual portion of the character, 
uh, to try and avoid him essentially being Marvel Batman. Got it. But we also don't know very much about the Mark Spector character since we only got glimpses of him. Right. So we do, quote unquote, see Mark Spector during the show uh, at like certain parts where you hear him. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting they chose to go with an English accent for Stephen Grant uh, and then have Mark Spector be American because Mark, Mark Spector is American. Um, and I thought there's a really interesting part with the accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say about halfway through, maybe near the end of the... the uh, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um there's an interesting part where he kind of questions his own accent that I think kind of sets it up as like, oh, okay. So it, it it's definitely like he's forcing himself into this uh, like shell. So that in case we didn't know, uh, yeah. DID is Dissociative Identity Disorder. It's a disorder where people who suffer extreme abuse or distress disassociate from their their own personality themselves from the situation uh, by creating personalities that can survive that situation and the ongoing distress. Not to be confused with schizophrenia. Right. Schizophrenia is completely different. Uh, DID is um, an active disassociation from environment, whereas schizophrenia is a disorder an gen- internal disorder. Yeah, usually it, it's caused by a, uh, a brain anomaly. A brain anomaly, and it is it is generally genetic. Yes, it is uh, definitely a genetic thing. It usually ends up causing uh, whatever and what people would normally consider insanity, but people with schizophrenia aren't, aren't insane. They just have no control over their how their brain interprets the world and how it goes goes about its business. Yes. Yeah. So there's just a, a, a disconnect from uh, being able to digest or process some information. Uh, so, yeah. So we have Mark Spector, who is a mercenary. Yes. There is Stephen Grant, the millionaire. And Jake Lockley is a cabbie informant type person. So he, like, gathers the information for okay. Mark Spector. These are all... Well, these are all his, his personalities that he's developed. Yes. We haven't seen Jake Lockley in the show. It is unclear whether or not he will show up. Uh, I would say there's probably a good chance he will, but we'll see. There's a possibility that it's a teaser at the end of the series, or at least the end of this season. We don't know if he's going to come back. I imagine that this is going to be one of the ones where they go multiple seasons on, uh, just like they will with Loki, as we do know. Yeah, I can see. So, uh, Moon Knight, uh, in general, is uh, probably closer to like a, a Venom type character. He's an anti-hero. Uh, some of the things he does are very extreme. Um, in his uh, in his first debut uh, comic, didn't he play the he played the villain? The yeah. Werewolf so by in Night. Werewolf by Night number thirty-two, he shows up as uh, the antagonist. And he is essentially a mercenary, you know, obsessed with hunting the werewolf and getting his bounty. And for those for uh, those who don't know, I, I mentioned this to Ryan the other day while I was talking to him just after we watched the episode. Uh, at the five-minute mark, you can see a, when he's talking to the little girl in front of the 
um, sarcophagus. In the top left corner of the, the screen, you'll see a QR code. That QR code is actually active, and it will take you to a free version of Werewolf by Night number 32 that you can read the entire comic for. That's really cool. I think that's a really cool thing for them that's to put the in there. That's the sweetest freaking Easter egg they could have possibly went with. It's really hard to get it to work, though. I, I had a difficult time getting it to work. I had to use a very large screen to take the QR code picture. <laughs> well, I think that they know that there are going to be some people, some YouTubers who are going to go through these uh, episodes uh, like minute by minute, and they're going to deconstruct everything they're gonna find every easter egg and that's cool but they used it to to do something cool so which is really nice so now we've got to watch out for qr code random qr codes and episodes on disney plus yeah <laughs> so that's gonna be fun yeah so like so we we generally can consider this to be like kind of like batman he's not a very good detective and he's definitely not virtuous like batman he isn't as virtuous as captain america and he's definitely not even as virtuous as hawkeye so um, in, i mean after watching the hawkeye uh, show how virtuous is hawkeye really he was really just doing his job um, yeah i mean like there's doing your job and then there's doing what you want you. to do yeah or what you feel is required to you because that's not always clear. No, definitely not. So I do have to ask, as I said, you're the you're the comic book uh, nut here. Which personality is usually in charge when he is Moon Knight? So that varies depending on which series you're reading. So uh, generally, I think throughout most of them, it's Mark Spector. Because that's, uh, yeah, that's what we there got from are, the, That's what we got from the show. It looks yes. as though Mark Spector is the one who's in charge when when uh, Moon Knight appears. Yes, so uh, and Mark Spector is usually the main, and then uh, Jake Lockley has shown up for uh, a couple arcs, and Stephen Grant, I think, is one of the less likely ones. I think that uh, Stephen Grant is some of the earlier ones. Got but it. Uh, through like most of the recent books it's it's mainly mark specter some of the some of the issue arcs don't really even go into uh the did that much okay. uh like the charlie houston one didn't deal with it there is much. one there is one that i didn't mention on our on our um our facebook it was called uh moon knight number one the 2016 edition uh that one delves heavily into his did uh, Mark Spector starts to believe he actually made up his multiple personalities and delves really hard into that one. That was uh, one that I, I, mm -hmm. I found in my research, which seemed like very much fun um, to go into because it's going to be super, super mindful. Yeah, so the, you can definitely bet on uh, this show playing with is this really happening? Did this happen? Is it real? Is it not real? What's actually happening? Uh, I think, like we've seen, we've seen a little bit of that in the show. Uh, it definitely confirmed that, like, the stuff he was going through is happening. It was difficult but, to tell uh, at the beginning, for sure. 
Yeah, know whether or absolutely. not Stephen was was uh, dreaming this or not because he just ended up in bed after the whole so sequence. It, early in the show, after he like spends a little bit of time at the museum, uh, gets harassed by his horrible boss, I loved and he <laughs> goes home. Yeah, she's she is she is probably uh, uh, one of the worst Marvel villains so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, top tier. She's right up there with Thanos. She, she was hilarious. I yeah, know, she was just great. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, no. So I like to point out that his goldfish, Gus, his one fin wonder that he likes to call him, that's super meta for Disney, wouldn't you say? They're going, oh yeah, they're oh going, absolutely. They they obvi- they made an obvious Finding Nemo reference, and then they made a joke about it being Finding Nemo just a little bit later. They sure did, and it had no no nothing at all was made any sense to that sequence of events. So me knowing how people like to do that, they like to throw one-offs in there and then bring them up later. Like they were something more important. This is probably going to play, play out somewhere in the future. Oh yeah. I mean, we're going to find out why Gus all of a sudden grew a fin. Yes. It's going to be the, the linchpin of the story. I know it's, it's captivating me already, and I need to find out why he all of a sudden grew a fin. Uh, it's why Gus grow a second fin. What a name for a goldfish, too. Yeah. Uh, so right, there's <laughs> a small there's a small detail that I noticed throughout the this episode. Um, so yeah. whenever he's on the phone with, um, it seems like it's his mother, but uh, as we might know Mark Spector's parents have been dead for like a long time, so I really want to know who he's talking to. And especially because it doesn't seem like it's a two-sided conversation. It feels like he's it doesn't. leaving voicemails. It but... sounds like a voicemail, or even that he's like calling his own phone, like another phone, like his burner um, phone. He could be calling a burner phone. Yeah, there uh, was an interesting. So, so speaking of phones. The phone that he found in the um, the little cubby, the one that we assume Mark Spector left for him, or left in yeah. there, there was a whole bunch of that, um, what was her name? Uh, was it Lila? It started with an L, I can't remember. But in between, when he's going through how many missed calls he's got, he's also got a, um, a missed call from a Duchamp. Yeah, Frenchie. Does that what, what does that mean? Okay, so Duchamp is this is clearly an uh, Easter egg for people who actually read the comics. So yes, go Ryan, so, go. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Duchamp uh, is another member of Mark Spector's mercenary team before he got the Moon Knight powers. Uh, they lovingly name him Frenchie. Cool, and so in, like the... in the boys where they got a Frenchie there too. Yeah, yeah. And, and in the, the comic books, he also serves as kind of like an assistant and helper uh, behind the scenes in some of the story arcs. The other one is uh, Bushman, who becomes a major antagonist for Moon Knight and Mark Spector throughout the years. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, so what he says at the end of those phone calls is later Gators. So the we know that... Uh, Ethan Hawke's uh, Harrow is the agent for Amit, 
which is uh, depicted as a crocodile in, in yeah, depicted culture. as a crocodile. We also know that there's Sobek, which is uh, another crocodile deity. Um, uh, so I think it has something to do with the Arthur Harrow cult. Do you think he's some sort of interaction? Them? Do you think he's like leaving a voicemail on one of their phones, taunting them every day? I think it and could be. I think it could be it. something that, like, that would be oh, that would coded into his like personality that uh, he or doesn't really control. Be, he just does it. It could be him. It could be him talking to Duchamp, that character, just leaving him coded messages, and he says later Gators as some that means some some sort of code that he's coming up with. Or has come up with, and it's just programmed into him. And Mark is really doing the one, the one talking, but Stephen doesn't really know what's going on, and he just assumes he's talking to his mother when he's yes. really talking to Duchamp. Yeah. That would be that would be cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm really 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 interested to know what's what's happening with that. So I hope they don't wait too long to show us what's going on on the other side of that phone. And I've totally, I've totally lost our train. I have no uh, idea where we are. We are. We <laughs> just. We so we made it to the part where he meets up with Donna for the first time. Donna's giving his boss, Got okay, giving him yeah. a hard time. And so that we're 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 moving on from there. Yes. Yeah, so he, we see. Uh, this is I think where they have the uh, montage of him trying not to sleep. Yes, where he he is an an, an insomniac and he's attempting to keep himself awake yes uh, we have a, a really nice tape that he puts on that's talking about how <coughs> not to sleep and yes. uh you see him reading all sorts of books about egyptian mythology uh trying to do a rubik's crew cube with one hand a rubik's cube Rubik, <laughs> rubik's crew <laughs> yes uh <laughs> literally just sitting there trying to keep himself from falling asleep yes, other, than the yeah. other than the fact that he thinks he's he's gonna hurt himself Sleepwalking. That's probably the only reason I could think of that he would not want to fall asleep. Right. So we got we kind of got that impression at the beginning of the episode. So he does fall asleep, and he wakes up face down in a field with a dislocated jaw and blood in his mouth. Yes. That was... I couldn't tell if his jaw was dislocated uh, or it was it was just my eyes playing tricks on me, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. That was a very good spot of CGI. Yes, yeah, it was very well rendered. So he he wakes up face down in the grass, uh, like middle of the day too. Like it was <laughs> right out. And talk uh, about talk about great writing because he wakes up. He's in the middle of the Alps, I believe, is where they said he was. And he's looking around, and he looks up a window, uh, and this guy is just sitting there. We don't quite notice that he's got a gun yet, and he said, and he just waves at him, like that's your first, that's your first response. Not where the hell am I? You wave yeah. at some random dude in a window, <laughs> and then another guy you shows don't shut up. up. Hey, where am I? <laughs> and then another guy shows up, and they he's got a gun. and He's like, "What are you doing? Shoot him!" I, presumably that's what they said, but yeah. <laughs> then they start shooting at him, and that's where he uh, he runs into town. 
And then and, comes uh, into the, uh, I don't believe you saw any actual name for the town while uh, they were in there. I didn't but, see anything, no. Uh, the Nerdist Easter egg video uh, supposed that could be like Doomstot or some part of Latveria, something that Doom controlled. Oh. Uh, so, well, I don't know. That's, I don't know what to think about that. Because they are going to be bringing in Fantastic Four. Yeah, but that's not happening for quite a while. So I don't think that they're playing it that early. I mean, I don't know. If they've already got the plans, they might. Yeah. Uh, they, they plan this stuff deep, 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 they deep. They do. Um, so, I, just fun fact, uh, when we were talking about how Mark may be controlling Steven, uh, someone had posted the picture of the postcard he said he got from his mother and posted a picture of the postcards that were available at the gift shop that he works. They are identical. <laughs> so, he believes... So, so, this particular person believes um, that the postcards are being sent by Mark to Stephen to make it seem as though his mother is is contacting him, which may allude to someone else is playing the role of his mother far away from for some other purpose. So, yeah, absolutely. There, um, you know, there are various characters in uh, like Mark Spector's. Uh, he has um, a love interest. Yes. That uh, is often a, off, off again on again. Holy crap, man! God. <coughs> uh, <laughs> Get your shit together. Uh, I words hard. Marlene. Okay. His love interest could be on the other end of that phone. Okay. When he talks to his mother. When he's, you know, quote-unquote talking to his mother. Oh, okay. Mark Spector's love interest. Yes. Okay. Be a bit so, creepy. Okay, continue. Uh, uh, we see him uh, like, oh shit, I'm being fired at. Uh, run pretty, pretty successfully away from the dude shooting at him. Yes, and he okay. ends up in the town center with a whole bunch of people. Uh, doing one of the ceremonies with Arthur Harrow. It looks like he does this regularly, so he's got a, a crowd of believers that mm. are hanging out, watching him do his due. It also appears and that this entire, this entire town is part of the cult. It does appear that the entire town is in on it. Yes. Um, so what's happening is Harrow's inviting people up to be judged uh, by Amit, the uh, giant gator. Yeah, she's she's also referred to as the devourer of the dead, eater of hearts, and great of death. Yes, that's essentially she's she's the one who judges you when you die. I think that's what they're going for. Yes, so they're kind of painting Arthur Harrow as Amit's avatar. So yes, they did mention avatars. Out. So, is this something that happens often, where these gods have chosen specific people, like Mark Spector and like Arthur Harrow, and they yes. choose? Okay. And we've actually already seen it in the Marvel universe. Have we? Please, yes. please elaborate. In the Iron Fist 
miniseries on Netflix. To be fair, I watched Iron Fist after the first couple of episodes. I will be totally honest with you. It's not worth it. The acting (sighs) is so bad. I didn't care for um, uh, the guy who played Danny Rand. He also played um, one of the Tyrells in Game of Thrones. He was definitely better in that. Mostly because he didn't talk. Mostly because he didn't talk very much, yes. It was mostly Marjorie who got more of that, and she is a fantastic actress. Absolutely. Um, Continue, yeah. Oh, uh, putting aside the horrible writing, horrible acting of that series, except for the side characters, the side characters were great. Danny Rand, ass. Uh, which is really sad for me because I really like that character. That's unfortunate. Um, well, Disney's got a hold of it, so they can always make it again. Yeah, absolutely. It. If they are, I really hope they go with the new actor. I'm not 100% certain on that. how much of that is still canon. I know. It's difficult, so maybe they'll clarify as they start to go forward. It, with it, the it, seems, like, it seems like the Daredevil series is going to remain canon. I would honestly see all of the other Netflix series being canon. Like Punisher. Because Punisher would be a good one. To Punisher was game. good. Luke Cage was good. Jessica Jones, Jessica was, Jones was good. Uh, Iron Fist was the only and, one that, that really uh, just yeah. didn't stick. And, really disappointing. You know, win some, lose some, I guess. They did a good job. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, by defeating the uh, dragon of Kunlun, he becomes the Iron Fist, the Avatar of Kunlun, uh, which is one of seven celestial cities um, that I believe is also connected to the city you see in uh, Shang-Chi. And mm. that, that whole part is a, a little bit foreign to me. But Interesting. I, it, it's going to play into the like spiritual, supernatural side, which is what we're into right now. That's the phase we're in now. I, I love that. Yes. We're going to see, we're going to see the world of magic and gods. Oh, we're going to see Zeus, aren't we? We're coming up on Zeus. Uh, Russell Crowe is going to play Zeus. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see Zeus. We'll probably see Hercules, Ares. Those are like oh, very, that's uh, well, I mean, we've already seen Odin, Loki, and like all of Asgard. Well, with Gore the God Butcher being introduced, we're going to be seeing quite a few gods, I imagine, in Thor, Love and Thunder. And I'm very excited about that. I'm really excited to see Jane Foster's Thor uh, deal with uh, Gore the God Butcher and potentially that dead celestial. The one that's still on uh, part of the Earth? Yep. Tiamat, I believe. Tiamat. uh, And I'm... Also kind of hoping that they do what the comic books did and turn his dead-ass body into a headquarters. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, they might. I mean, they, they literally did it in the comic book. It seems like They're the entire thing is made of marble. It right he, now. He's completely made of marble at this point. Right. So, so you get a sweet marble hideout. Why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, so now, yeah. now that now that Tony uh, Stark isn't flipping the bill, they have to find somewhere to hide, right? Exactly. Yeah, they got to set up something. Exactly. 
right. So yeah. So Moon Knight is the fist of Kanshu. Is chosen by the god when he was at death's door in Egypt. Uh, he was drawn into this cave. It called out to him while he was critically wounded. And he dies at the foot of the statue of Kanshu, who resurrects him as Moon Knight, the Fist of Kanshu. That is honestly super cool. And our first glimpse of Kanshu in this uh, episode, absolutely crazy and perfect. And the the man who plays his voice, uh, F. Murray Abram, we were just discussing him the other day, weren't we? Um He's in yeah, yeah. so many different things. Uh, uh, well, the design for that character comes from the 2016 arc does of it? Moon Knight. Um, yeah, the the like uh, bird skull wrappings, uh, you know, staff. Mm. A really, really cool design and really well executed too. Let's see, he was in. Uh, he played. Antonio Sali, Salieri in uh, Amadeus. Uh, Mr. Mustafa in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, he was also in, a, in the live-action version of Lady and the Tramp. Ooh. As Tony. Uh, he was in. He's in Mythic Quest, that new one by Rob McElhenney, and uh, and most recently he was in that um, mini limited series on HBO, The White Lotus. Which is hilarious. Heard, heard and things about that. It was, it was hilarious. It's got Jennifer Coolidge. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, F. Murray Abrams in it. Uh, that one girl from Euphoria is in it. Not, not Zendaya, but the other girl, and I can't remember her name at the moment. Can't tell you. Haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. It was, it was quite fun. But I, I would check it out it's on HBO. Yes. Let's continue. But can't you? <laughs> the stuff that he says in this episode is pretty good too, especially when um, during the car chase scene, he says, "Mark, you better wake up, or I'm going to kill both of. If he loses the scare, I'm going to kill both of you." <laughs> that was great. That uh, was a laugh out loud moment for me. And, and did he even, throw the gun? Uh, did he just throw the gun? <laughs> yes, I don't really know what I'm doing. Oh, everything, everything about that was great, and the car chase scene in general. He's in a gigantic cupcake van, uh, and the song that's playing is "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" by Wham. <laughs> you can't, you can't do a thing about sleepwalking. Without a wake me up before you go go. It was the perfect song for a car chase, and I can't believe no one's ever done it before. That was brilliant. So whoever whoever came up with the soundtrack, I gotta give you kudos. This was on point. Yeah, another series that like really uses uh, like the whole experience. So the visuals, the music, background. <laughs> it uses fantastic cinematography. Especially yes. to uh, a huge degree, they used mirrors and cinematography to uh, portray, at least subconsciously to the audience, about his di- dissociative identity disorder. Yes. Because yeah, they, constantly, they constantly showed him in a mirror, split, 
all over the place. It was him in the elevator, him in the bathroom at the end. Uh, so even... as it goes on during this episode, if you get a little bit of it like in the elevator, and then you get a little bit more of it later, mm-hmm. and then at the end, you it totally splits, and his you know reflection is it's moving in... on its own. Yeah, yeah. You could see it in the uh, where he was getting ready for his date too. Yes, it was quite uh, quite good. Yeah, let's let's uh, skip some of this middle part because you know it's it's all right, but it's definitely like a little bit slower. So uh, after all of that excitement, the car chase, uh, he's back at the museum, and he's like, "Oh, this somebody's following me." And the, the guard couldn't care less. Couldn't give a shit. Couldn't He's give like, a I shit. Can't, I can't not let people in. I this is a museum. <laughs> the museum. It's free. It's a free entry. And <laughs> that was pretty... That was the best part. That was very good. That guy was uh, a lone sleeper. He was great. Yes. Uh, so he comes in, and he's confronted by Harrow. Yes. Almost immediately, and his almost immediately, <coughs> and his group of uh, cultists. I guess we call yeah. them cultists, but yes, they're, cult, they're definitely cultists. Yeah. Um, uh, the and even one of the guards whom Stephen knows also happens to be one of them. Yes. Yeah. So he turns to a guard and is like, "What are you gonna help me?" And they're like, "Praise Amit." So it's like, "Oh shit!" No. And he's like, "You too, Ronnie. Come on." Or something like that, I believe. Yeah. But so the here's that's kind of a weird thing where he just sort of is is there, and they he sort of lets him go. And don't you find that odd or oddly bad writing? It's like you you've captured him, you're judging him, and then you find out he's got. Chaos. I mean, I suppose if you play it off as though he's super curious about this guy and why Amit couldn't judge his heart at all. Yes. You can cut in here. Yep. Um, just... Yeah, it, it, it is like a bit, you know, spurious that uh, he would not immediately like have them like abduct him and take him somewhere. And try and torture him for the scare him. Right. So Which, he, he just lets him go. It just seems like he's just letting him go. But I I mean, you could play it off as though he was super curious to know more about him. And he was yeah. he was paused he was paused or at a loss for words because it's probably never happened where someone was unable to be judged by his uh his goddess Amit, which was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And what was that? What was that animal that they uh, sucked, sicked on him, sucked on him, sicked um, on him, sicked on him, sicked on him? Well, yes. he wasn't sucking on him. God, I hope not. <laughs> not that we saw. Ooh, la, la. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it 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 kind of looked like some sort of like dog jackal mummy thing. It looked. Uh, did you ever see? the mummy series of films with Brendan oh, Fraser. Course. The yeah. second one, um, the Scorpion King. Uh, Unfortunately, I did see that one. Unfortunately, come on. 
Oh, come on. The CGI in that is, like, Laughable. it's somehow worse than the, like, 20 years of CGI before that. It It is interesting how CGI took a dump in the early 2000s when it was so good at the end of the 1990s. But yeah. we're, that's, a, that's a conversation for another day. So, do you recall the Army of Anubis in that yeah. movie? It kind of reminded me of one of those things. Talking about other movies makes me think of Resident Evil. It looks like one of the hunters, kind of. A little bit. A little bit. But that, that's what it reminded me of. And I thought, I assumed it was one of the uh, Anubis dogs. And that would make sense because, well, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, assuming that Amit and Anubis well, are not, you know, I'm not a huge Egypt. I don't know enough about Egyptian gods and goddesses to make this assumption, but I assume that if she works with death. She works with Anubis at some point. Because he's like, uh, yeah, I don't know enough about the gods to make any kind of statement about that. But, I, yeah, but uh, probably, yeah, I'm gonna say probably. So maybe she's, yeah. But anyway, um, that's what it reminded me of. <coughs> and let's let's talk about that transformation. Oh yeah, that so, was that was cool. as. As Steven is running away from the dog, jackal, hunter creature, he locks himself into uh, what must be an employee bathroom because it required his uh, building yeah, was, key to get in. It was an awfully nice employee yeah, a bathroom. really nice employee bathroom. Um, but he's in this bathroom, and he's, like, freaking out. He doesn't know what to do. This thing is literally smashing through the door. And uh, Mark starts talking to him through the mirror. He's mm-hmm. like, just give me control. Just let me do my thing. Just don't me fight me. Don't fight me, Steven. Don't fight me. And uh, so he does eventually give him control. And you only see a little bit of it. But uh, the bandages just start to cover him. And then it cuts away with what looks like the creature like getting him before he transformed. Just, yeah, just, um, just catching him before he's finished transforming. Yeah. Which we find out is not the case, and he literally beats the crap out of it. And it, yeah. ru- and it runs away. And it runs away. So he, or it the bathroom is messed up. Like, the entire thing is jacked up. Yeah, sink has been destroyed, it's been thrown out the door, just, just like he transformed it, beat the living crap out of this thing. Yeah. So that, that, I think, is just the tip of the iceberg for, like, the brutality of Moon Knight. So, as I was saying, like, before in the Charlie Houston arc, um, when he catches a villain, he wants to make sure they know that they're never going to get away with, like, acting like that again. And that other people are going to know that uh, they're a criminal because he's going to mark them. Mm. As he carves a... uh, like sliver moon into their forehead. Oh, like inglorious bastard style. Yes. You know, he he carves it into their head and then he lets them go, but they're like he's already the, the shit out of them. Yeah, the branded, branded for life. life. Yeah. yeah. That's having having discussed that whole episode. What are Moon Knight's powers? Because we don't really know. Uh so uh, if he's solely based the same on the comic book. He will have enhanced speed, enhanced reflexes. He will be like stronger than the average person, and What's that'll this? be mostly at night. Mostly at night. 
Okay. So uh, during the day, he's not really able to draw energy at all from. Anything. I think he would be still stronger than like your average person, but not like enhanced. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, later in the book, so in this current run, uh, he is interacted with Kanshu a little bit more. So it's ultimately changed his brain, is what they say in the books. So while he's not, you know, like he doesn't have the god's powers, but he is much stronger than he would have been previously. Okay. This is the current uh, running comic. From yeah, the current running Moon Knight. And we know that we'll also be seeing Mr. Knight, which is the. Um, Kind of like vest, suit, all white with gloves and then a white like uh, head mask. So that is also technically like a separate thing. While Saint, still Moon Knight, it's not, uh, it's not the same thing as like a Mark Spector versus Stephen Grant. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about, but that sounds interesting. Yeah, we'll see how they do it. In, in the show. Alright, well, I'm and, and for those who don't know, that, that Werewolf by Night, they are going to, or it's rumored that they're going to be doing a Halloween special of Werewolf by Night on Disney+. Plus. That That's going to be cool. That would be that very cool. That character is... has been in Marvel for some time. I mean, that first Moon Knight comic was... Nineteen sixty something. Werewolf. That was the werewolf. Uh, by night. Jack Russell. The name of the character who is werewolf by night is Jack Russell. Jack Russell. Jack Russell. He actually shows up in um, some of the recent Carnage books. Well, not recent. It's actually probably twenty eighteen nineteen. Release date on Werewolf by Night number 32 was uh, 1975. So that's how long Moon Knight's been around and Werewolf by Night was already an established character by then. So he's been around for a very long time. Yes. And I think this is going to play into Hellstrom too. If you didn't watch that series, that series was decent. It felt a little separate from the Marvel Universe. But... uh. That plays into the more supernatural Doctor Strange stuff that uh, we're going to be seeing Doctor Strange. probably nonstop for like the next year. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be the only thing I'm going to be talking about after I've seen it, I imagine. Yeah, I think I might just let you go ham on that one. At least until freaking um, Wakanda Forever comes out. The yeah, air. there's so, really so much like stuff that's yet to be talked about. So, uh, I mean, do you have anything, uh, any other good stuff for us to know about Moon, Moon Knight? Uh, make sure that you read the Charlie Houston arc of Moon Knight. Charlie, They're Charlie really Houston. good. Um, Dave Finch does the artwork for it. Really, really good. Um, probably my favorite. Moon Knight run. Um, so if, if if we go by the Marvel 
uh, power rankings. He has a four in durability, a one in energy. He doesn't do like energy projection or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, three in fighting skills, three intelligence, three speed, and four strength. So he's definitely better than like a person, but he's definitely not as strong as like I would say even Captain America. We'll never know in the MCU at least. Know. Yeah, true. Although he might run into Red Guardian. I don't know. We don't know. That's it's possible. It's a strong possibility. Well, I think I, I think they're definitely setting him up for either Secret Avengers or Dark Avengers. Or West Coast Avengers. I believe he's part of that group at one point. He was part of West Coast Avengers for uh, a little bit. I'm not completely inept. When it comes to comic books, <laughs> I do my I do my research. I just never get the chance to read as many as you do. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean I've just been keeping up with it for a long time. So once you get behind on it, it's like kind of hard to kind of screwed. Yeah, but uh, well, I said, mean, there's said, a lot of yeah. collections. Yeah. Having said that, I'd like everyone to uh, please follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter. At seven days to RSG uh, for Facebook and at seven days to RSG on Twitter. That was a terrible shout out, but do it. Do it. Do the seven days to Rock and Stone. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Just or do moon it. Moon Knight will show up. What by were the we? Let's uh, see. Moon uh, into your forehead. What were we sponsored by today? Ooh, um, it's going to be two day old pizza. Ooh. Oh, oh. Two-day-old pizza for when you're too lazy to order more pizza. Two-day-old pizza. Been sitting in the fridge. You know you want it. Have two-day-old pizza. What are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Walk down those block and get more food. The pizza's right there. Two-day-old pizza. <laughs> two-day-old pizza. For when one-day-old pizza isn't enough, get two-day-old pizza. Two-day-old pizza. <laughs> the only pizza you'll ever need. Well, that's all I got for today. Anything you got left? Uh, uh, the Charlie Houston arc is the 2006 arc. So that will, should help you. I guess I will make sure to, to mention that 2006. You better read it because this is like the third time I'm mentioning it. <laughs> better read it. All righty. Well, that's been, uh, that's been the whole, the whole shit in Jemang here. Catch you next time, next Comic Book Friday. What are we doing for next Comic Book Friday? You got any ideas? Uh, let's see. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, I might go over the more recent X-Men that came out, because they're just pushing we, that stuff out. We just did. Or maybe Avengers. Let's, uh... Oh, oh, I know, I know. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about Carnage. Ooh, that's a good one. I believe that's it. There is cool. new Carnage. So we're going to go over Carnage next week, people. So please join us next week. Also join us this Sunday for our Stargate Sundays. Stargate Sundays! This and is... we'll actually be covering an episode that isn't trash. That we like. The Broken yes. Divide. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's been uh, Kevin and Ryan for Seven Days to Rock and Stone, Guardians. Rock and Stone! Later. Bye.